We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. That's the whole slate which means it's time for some rap battles. Uh-oh. Um, GD, I don't even know who yours is about this week. It's about Money Madronda. Oh, oh man. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazzo. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined tonight by J.D. Bazzo and Skylar Redpath because we've got a big fantasy MLS rap battle tonight. Uh, we <laughs> considered not even talking about the games this weekend, uh, but we will go through those. But I know that everybody is very excited about these rap battles that we've been 
uh, teasing for three weeks now. JD even has a beat set up. It sounds like Skyler may do a little um, freestyle, although it sounds like he may have a little bit prepared. We're going to do that at the end, though. We're going to make everybody sit through us uh, talking about our teams and who we like this week. So if you're really desperate, feel free to skip ahead. I'll have no idea uh, at what point we'll start, but we'll get there. Uh, but gentlemen, are you excited about this? Are you a little nervous about how it's going to play out? JD, I mean, you said uh, we're starting this a little later because you said you were looking for a beat itself. I mean, it sounds like you're pretty serious about this. Well, I've I've never done it before, but one of my good friends in high school used to rap for every like group project and presentation we did, and we would always get an A plus. So um, I'm I'm hoping that my podcast grade comes out at, at least a B minus. <laughs> I'm looking rap forward to it. Is, yeah, rap music's not my genre, but uh, we'll give it a go. I I lost my bet, so I gotta I gotta pay up, and I might as well make the most of it. Yeah, I've battled back and forth just for uh, for fun with my brother and some of the old college buddies, but it's been a while, man. So I don't know how this is gonna turn out, um, especially going up against DJ JD, <laughs> who needs Jay Z. We got J JD in the house tonight, so should be fun. Did you rap in slow motion like you talk? <laughs> kind of. It's part of my, my rap game there. All right. I'm 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 excited, but uh, we'll see. I'll have to make it through the podcast first. That's right. We're going to have to <clears throat> talk about some actual soccer before we start rapping about soccer. But uh, let's jump into the games. We've got one uh, Friday night, 11 o'clock Eastern, Vancouver and San Jose. Vancouver didn't get the fireworks they were looking for when they – um, brought Giles Barnes in for his first game last week. It was kind of nice to see them go with uh, Barnes, Christians, Takara, and Bolaños, uh, as well as Pedro Morales. Um, JD, you um, have kind of spoken repeatedly that all Vancouver needs is kind of a central center uh, center forward, excuse me, and and that Barnes can play that role. Do you think that attacking four is good enough now? I th- I think it's still going to take a couple games, to be honest. I think everybody on Vancouver looked bad last game, so I don't know how much you can take away from that match in particular. But in general, I mean, Barnes hasn't been playing center forward. I think it's a role that he can fill, um, but it, it might take a couple games to get comfortable. Yeah, I don't know that I'm totally buying in on him quite yet. And Skyler, Vancouver hasn't been that great defensively this season. Is it a Wando day? Could be. Uh, Wando's that guy that pops up and scores a goal, you know, any any game, really. I mean, it doesn't really matter on uh, about the matchup if it's Vancouver or if it's at LA Galaxy. So just still on the, um, you know, on that Friday-Saturday slate, if you're looking at the playing the DraftKings slate, then uh, would be really hard to pay for Wando at 7800 um, compared to some of the other options in that price range, or if you're paying up for you know somebody else on the Saturday slate, so probably staying away from Wando. Maybe even looking at some of the uh, the guys like um, Marcel De Jong and some of the Whitecaps defenders. He's been um, pretty good for how cheap he's been on DraftKings. It seems like they they haven't priced him as a starter yet, so he's definitely been able to pay off. Is there? Uh, is there a preference between Tequera and Bolaños? Is it still just Bolaños because he's on free kicks? 
I think, I mean, Takara's ceiling is a lot higher, I think. Um, but yeah, if you want to say Florigo Bolaños, um, I don't know. I mean, Takara's price has been kind of climbing down, and I feel like he's a guy that would be more under-owned. And that's something I think about a lot on these Friday slates, because if you're playing in the Friday slate, you're going to pick somebody from the Friday game, almost certainly. Mm -hmm. Or at least that's what most people are going to do. So, like, Wando is going to be way over-owned on this Friday-Saturday slate relative to how he usually is on a normal slate. So uh, my tendency is to try and not be tempted to overvalue these Friday guys. But um, sometimes it's just it too juicy of a matchup. So I, I don't think I'm in on Wando. Uh, Takara might be kind of a, a sneaky guy that I, I flip in there. And uh, guys that are good value like De Jong are just good values, and you have to play them no matter what. Do you th well, let me note that the Friday-Saturday slate is Friday and then a full Saturday. It's eight games versus the seven-game uh, Saturday slate. What do you guys think of the Earthquakes midfield? They obviously got rid of MPG, who wasn't even playing that much anyway. But do you see much value in guys like Alberto Quintero or uh, Godoy? I mean, I guess we have spoken previously about Cordell Cato, who's lining up as a fullback. But do you, I feel like those guys are good every so often. Uh, Quintero was pretty good during Copa America and came back and played well, but really hasn't been doing that great. Is there any any interest from those guys? Cato is still a guy that I'd target um, if the matchup's right just because of his price tag. I mean, he's a guy that you're looking at hopefully bringing in, you know, seven to ten points um, without scoring or, or adding an assist. So if you, you know, like on one of the two-game slates, something like that, then he's a guy that I'll target. I'm not sure if I'd look at him on this one, um, but of any of the, the Quakes midfielders, then he's the guy that I'm probably looking towards the most. Yeah, it's really difficult for me to pay up for Cato when you, like, Il Senio is normally cheaper. Um, now you have Marlon Harrison in the mix. Uh, Patrick Mullins, low floor. but Verone. Yeah, Gonzalo Verone. So, uh, I mean, it's just guys like that, and the Madronda falls into this category that you might say his ceiling is high, but he I don't think he's top 20 points yet, and Il Senio has had a... 30 or 40 point week mm -hmm. so uh yeah, i don't think i don't think uh kato's ceilings high. i just think his floor is is good enough right. for the price yeah i mean if you're playing cash that's fine go with kato but i i think you're really risking falling behind other people that are making bolder choices mm -hmm. um I, I don't know we didn't even mention simon dawkins in that mix and i think he's um i guess offensively Maybe he's the most well-rounded, because I think Godoy is their best midfielder. I think Quintero is maybe their most dangerous in the attack. But Dawkins is kind of the best on, on both ends, and Fatai Alashe is in there too. Uh, but none of them stand out that really make me want to play them on a, a normal basis. Mm -hmm. I think what I would consider, if I was playing Wando, I would play one of the wide midfielders in like a, a stack. A earthquakes road stack. Awesome. <laughs> sounds great <laughs> um all right that's way more than i wanted to have to talk about the earthquakes so let's uh move the keepers, on the keepers are going to be good in that one i bet well there's probably a good chance there's going to be a clean sheet between the two of them mm -hmm. i suppose so i suppose yeah. so all right i'm done yuck all right um so 
as I mentioned before, the Saturday slate is a seven gamer. We've got uh, two games at seven, two games at seven thirty, two games at nine, and one game at ten thirty. Uh, those are all Eastern. So um, let's start just with uh, some of the first ones. We've got the Red Bulls hosting the uh, Impact. Bradley Wright Phillips looks like he is probably not going to start, um, even if he's available at all. So that means the uh, Red Bulls are going to be without him. They still don't have Dax McCarty. Connor Lade's out for the season. So they've got some pieces missing, um, but you guys had both mentioned Gonzalo Verone a few minutes ago. Does the matchup against a fully fit impact side, um, is there really no hesitation to play Verone? Not at his price. I mean, it's such a good value, and he scored last game against the Galaxy, so I I think he's going to be in a lot of my lineups. Okay. Yeah, only hesitation here is if uh, Wright Phillips is a surprise start, which it sounds to me, you know, they threw the questionable tag on him. I think they're awaiting MRI results, but... I think that Verone starts, and yeah, anytime a guy like that scores a goal, then it's a, a nice little momentum boost, and I could see him scoring in this one uh, multiple times even, so I, I really like him at 3,900. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like super high on him having a great game, but it's just one of those those plays that lets you get in the Javinko type or somebody else, yep. so you, you play them, and if they get a goal, then you're, you're sitting pretty. Yep. Do you have any interest on with anybody else on the Red Bulls? I mean, I assume Kledgen will get some some attention, but anybody else? Um, I was looking at Kamar Lawrence earlier. I think his price is hovering around 4300 so um, not really sure how to read this game as far as the Red Bulls' defensive options go. Um, I've always been a fan of if you're wanting to make a center back punt playing Aurelian Collin and Zubar is right there with him now because, you know, Collin was that guy that was getting on the end of set pieces and Zubar's actually, I think, gotten on, on the end of a couple more than Collin this year. So kind of pick your poison with those two if you feel like making a punt with a cheap center back. Yeah, how about Felipe Martins? Um, he kind of got traded by Montreal, cast away when they made the big shakeup. They sent away Oyongo. Jesse Marsh came in right away and wanted one of his old players, Felipe. Um, so the, a little bit of a revenge game, but Felipe's been good lately too. Um, he might have to step it up a little defensively with Dax McCarty out, but last game he had two assists, so I don't know how much that's going to affect him. Yeah, I was dead wrong about that one. <laughs> What's that? I was it's... dead wrong about the Kledgeton having to defend more oh. call. <laughs> Well, you don't really have to defend too much against the the Galaxy. Just they they're not the greatest possession team. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Skylar. What were you gonna say? I just throwing in on on JD's uh, comments on Felipe. He's not priced at a, a bad price point either. He's fifty two hundred, which isn't cheap, but isn't you know over the top. I'd say it's just about right for a guy like him, and maybe a little bit on the on the um, value play side for a guy like with his capability mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah those those price ranges are so tough i think i kind of noted it in one of my articles recently where i said kind of kevin molino was in the really awkward range like right below the elite plays that you're gonna try and get two of and then he's like way above the value plays and that range is something i kind of tend to ignore because i i pick the value plays and then i just try and stack as many 
uh, like great players as I can. So it's kind of a tournament strategy. If you can find one of these middle-range guys that uh, really comes out and has a great game, then you've got some good value and you're, you're set up pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about Question? Are you guys looking his way? Is I don't think I am. Matchup? It's okay. I just think the Red Bulls are really shorthanded right now, even defensively. Uh, Dax McCarty's out. Bradley Wright Phillips is probably out. So it, I don't think this is anywhere close to, like, Kleshin's greatest matchup. And he's what hot if- and cold to begin with, so why not pay 600 Well, 600 more for Piotti, but Piotti is one of those players that I actually do think is much worse on the road. So, it's yeah, this game's tough. You're right. Do you still have him for FMLS? I do. I don't. I don't know if I will, mm-hmm. but uh, but I, I think I probably will. I don't know. He's so good. Yeah, I think hold on to question for sure. Um, I mean, if I think you're right, it, it is a tough match in terms of just the Red Bulls are going to be kind of, um, trying to figure things out with a little bit of a new look lineup. But if they go behind, then question's got to be the guy that that kind of. Uh, leads the the attack and tries to pull the comeback so i don't know that's a tough one to pay 8700 for but fmls i'd be surprised if if you're dropping them i i thought he was asking about piotti so that's i do not have question i do have piotti oh okay Okay. and uh on the other side of the revenge game oyongo is uh (laughs) an enormous 6700 but uh he's been phenomenal lately he's been a beast he has, looking at his last four games, he has 17 or more points uh, in three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he passed Tierney, which you don't see. I was often. just about to say that. Did he pass Tierney? He yes, did, he did. Yeah. So, amazingly, does that make 10,100 Drogba the best value on Montreal? <laughs> well, Mancosu just shot up there, which is like so uncharacteristic for DraftKings. Usually they raise them like a little bit by a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I it guess. It almost doubled. 3,300 to 61. Yeah. And like out of all the people that they would do this to, I wouldn't expect Mancosu to be the one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is. So that's a little unfortunate. And I might have to see a little bit more of him before I feel really comfortable paying 6,100. Uh, he did have eight shots last game. Yeah, he did. And they are saying that he could start up top with Drogba. Um, Biello's kind of been talking about how they need to have some different looks and they need to be a little more flexible in their formation. So getting that kind of two-striker uh, look might be nice for them. Uh, that would be really interesting, how to how to play that, how Piotti would kind of work into that, kind of a, I guess, 4-4-2 formation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be watching closely to see if they use that this Saturday. Okay, let's move to the other 7 o'clock game, D.C. hosting the Timbers, who are coming off a pretty big win last weekend. Valeri uh, is one of, uh, let me see, it is one of four players, six players, excuse me, who are over 10,000 on this slate. So there are plenty of guys to pay up for. Um, I'll just mention that Sebastian Javinko is at 14-5 which is by far the highest price I've ever seen on DraftKings for a soccer player. So Javinko and Valeri combined are 25,600 of 
a um, of the salary. So is Valeri worth, you know, for those who can't say no to Javinko, is Valeri worth that amount on the road at DC? Uh, uh, this is tough because if you're not playing Javinko, you need to play someone with a really high ceiling like that, like a Drogba or a Valeri. But I'm I'm not the hugest fan of Valeri in this match or Portland in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really outclass DC United in um, like most of the time you'd think they would outclass DC United, but they're not going to have Diego Chara. Uh, their center back, their defensive back four is just kind of all they they all seem questionable right now. Yep. I think Ridgewell's probably back. You have Vitaltis. Um, is Alvis Powell? Sounds like any, he's he's not going to play. Yeah, is. so there's just so much going on. Jermaine Taylor, I think, is the only fully fit one. Yep. Um, and DC United actually have had more possession than their opponent the last two weeks. They've had a nice home stand here. Uh, not in terms of points that they've gotten out of it. They've had two draws, but they've looked okay. So the I'm not super high on Portland, but Valeri just got his contract extension yesterday. So he might reward the fans with a, a big performance. So I, I'm torn. I kind of want to go back and watch more of DC United the last couple weeks because with Marcelo Sarvis at defensive mid, um, they really could could potentially shut people down. I don't know. Skylar, how do you like the DC side? We spoke last week quite a bit about Patrick Mullins mm-hmm. and uh, Lloyd Sam. So do you do you like the that side of the uh, the game? I like both those guys. Uh, hope would hope for a little bit of a better matchup than Portland, um, which means I probably won't be looking towards those guys in this one. But it could be a great matchup with their defense being just demolished. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's a hard read for me because I also um, would say that Valeri's got a great matchup, but DC is kind of a sneaky, uh, tough matchup, I, I think. Um, which, again, I'm struggling with because last week I was looking towards Hamid and uh, a couple of their other options as uh, against the Union, and Philly you know, did their thing against them. So I could totally see Valeri having a, a big game again. Um, but I probably won't be playing Valeri if I'm playing Juvenco. That's uh, just I don't, I don't think you can, can make that happen. Yeah, I'm still kind of looking at Luciano Acosta as a guy, if you really want to play Jovinko and you can't afford a top-tier midfielder, Luciano Acosta has the potential to to perform like a top-tier midfielder. Mm-hmm. He hasn't yep. shown it like at all in the DraftKings box score, but, I mean, just watching the guy, he's by far uh, probably one of the best players DC United has had in terms of attacking uh, talent and potential in years. Yeah, it's a good differential play right there because of the price and because of the upside he carries. Like, he just hasn't had that game that, you know, anybody that's watched DC play knows that he's got the talent to, to do it. It just, when's, he gonna, when's it going to happen? And it really hasn't this far. I think he's scored here and there, maybe assisted here and there, but his numbers have been real pedestrian. So I don't think anybody's going to be looking at a guy like Acosta. Um, and you know, if you roll the dice on him in a GPP and he goes off, then you got him. Nobody else does. You yeah, I think. I mean, him and Patrick Mullins would make for a cheap kind of uh, little stack there. It's a home team. I'm guessing they're favored by a, a decent amount. 
for a little over 40% to win, uh, 1.4 goals or so. So I, I don't know. I think I like it more. I'm more enthusiastic about that than most people. But I, I'm a real big believer that Acosta is going to break out soon. Okay. I mean, this seems like a solid matchup to do it against a banged-up team that's yeah, traveling mean, cross-country. That I don't even know. I think Ben Zemanski's out, too. So Portland's defensive midfielder is like Grabovoy and Jewsberry. Sure is. Uh, which is ugly. <laughs> he scored last weekend. <laughs> yeah, I had him in like every possible <laughs> yeah, you lineup, did. too. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, there are two 7.30 games. We've got Philly at New England and New York City FC at Columbus. Seems like there should be goals in these. Um, who do you guys like of these four teams? Um, who do you like the most out of them? NYCFC. Hmm. I like Columbus on the other side. Oh, there we go. Why? New England New England just played midweek. Um, I mean, I still like their options against Philadelphia at home. Um, but I think the crew didn't they have aren't they coming off of a bye week or something or yes, so they've obviously been preparing for this one. Um, guy like Ola Kamara, Iguain's just coming back. Um, really like Iguain's price by the way. He's still kind of I think he's a little underpriced for uh, his capabilities. Well, what are the chances he plays ninety minutes? Like I'm thinking he's gonna play seventy or sixty five. Really? Yeah. Even off a bye? I mean, yeah, he but played, what did he play in his return? Like 30 or something? I think he played, I thought he played like 60. Okay. Yeah, he's already played 30? his 60 something. Yeah, right? so he already had his already had his game where he only plays like 20 minutes. Now he's hitting 60, 70. I think, yeah, I mean, it's a concern, but. Um, I guess it depends how the game's going too, but I, I don't know. I think the last time these. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the last time these two teams played, it wasn't even close in terms of class. I mean, NYCFC, if I recall correctly, just felt like they were so much better. I'll look it up while we talk. You're not going to give the home side any... No, I don't... Columbus has been so bad that I don't care. (laughs) Like, yeah, Ola Kamara can score, but so what? That, I mean, NYCFC has David Villa. Who scored twice the last time they played. Yeah, they have Frank Lampard, who can score with every single part of his body. <laughs> That's right. And I like Justin Merrim, too, talking about the crew options. He's 6,200. Um, he's been pretty active in the attack. I know Iguain's been in, in and out of the lineup or out of the lineup um, in limited minutes lately, but I do like Merrim for the price against NYCFC. How much is Merrim? 62. 62. Oh, wow. If I'm off, if I'm off of Miram, then everybody should be off of Miram. <laughs> That's actually a depressed price. He's been sixty-five, sixty-three, sixty-four, um, and he's still putting up, you know, ten points about every game. So if he gets a goal, then there it is. What do you pay for the guy who has six goals in six games? Who's that, Ola Lampard? Lampard. Oh, Lampard. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what's the price at? 67. Man. My favorite part about his hat trick game is he had seven shots and they were all on goal. Ah, uh, see, I actually like Miriam better than Lampard and Miriam's a little less. Oh, I like Lampard better. I, I really think NYCFC, they're, they're playing fairly well. Mm-hmm. 
And their road record might be better than their uh, is, home it's, record. It's definitely better. Certainly their defensive record is better. It's at least relatively better. Like, they have one of the best road records and one of the worst home records, mm-hmm. I think. D.C. United just recently passed them for the worst uh, home record. Home record, great. Yeah. Uh, I, I stand corrected. Columbus beat New York City FC 3-2, to two, but they had t- two red cards in the, oh, the right. late... 80 some minutes so it was it was kind of close was that kai kamara columbus yeah kai kamara still played for them yeah. so although they, they, may, they may have a better kamara now well yeah i guess if if you want to put it that way miram's uh had a great game he had a goal and two assists mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody prefer ola over david via no uh, I love Ola in this match, but his price has gone up more yeah. than I'm more than I want to pay for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he was like around seven thousand, then I thought that was about the right price for him. But eighty six hundred is a tough price to pay with all these other options. It's appropriate though. It's yeah. not like he's yeah, he's not just not doing anything. Right, right he's right. getting off shots even if he's not scoring. I mean, for his track record, eighty six hundred is probably still cheap. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. Uh, via two thousand bucks more. I mean, via is like he's one of those guys that's if you're playing him, then then you need a goal from him. Yeah, if you're not playing Javinko, I think you just flip a coin between Via and Drogba. I agree with that. Like one of those guys will score, right? Maybe not both, but one of them. Mm-hmm. Like one of them will probably score twice. <laughs> Because they both have good matchups. The Red Bulls are depleted in uh, at their center back spot, too. Mm-hmm. Who's the best midfielder in the New England-Philly game? Lee Wynn. For the price? Sure. Man, I'm for whatever reason, I'm back on the Tranquilo Barnetta train. <laughs> he was so He was so good last week. Uh, on FMLS, he had 13 recoveries. Yeah. That's like an elite defensive midfielder total. And if he can kind of do some of that and still get freed up offensively, maybe if uh, Ali Bedoya starts, mm-hmm. then I don't know. I mean, Barnetta could be really dangerous. But at the same time, it's so hard to pick from that Philadelphia midfield. I think Bedoya will be like 80% owned if he starts because he's 3100 bucks. Oh, yeah, there's almost no doubt. Yeah, I don't think he's going to start, though. That's a good shout on on Barnetta. He has looked really good, and his DraftKings totals have, have reflected that. Um, he's, what, around 6,800. Lee Wynn is 1000 bucks more, 7,900. And what I like about him is I don't think uh, anybody's going to be on Wynn. I mean, you look just look at uh, <laughs> Why should past, they be? <laughs> yeah, look at his past. Uh, let's see, I've got four games pulled up here. Two points last game. Six the game before that, nine before that, and then six again. So gross. Um, nobody's going to want to pay up for him. So if you do, I mean, he's. I mean, we all know what he's capable of uh, when he gets going. So he's not a cash game play by any means. But if you want that differential play, I don't think many people are going to be looking wins way. And uh, to add to that, he came off the bench, I think, in their U.S. Open Cup game. So he doesn't have. Uh, 90 minutes under his belt like guys like Kai Kamara I think went the full 90 yeah almost all their starters did go a full 90 so that is something to note for New England 
Um, yeah, when I play Lee Win, it's usually on like a, a little bit smaller of a slate with less options, and I pair him with Kamara. And uh, I think I'm like one for three on doing that this year. Yeah, it's the two. It's the two game slate where that it's like Houston, San Jose, and <laughs> I was Chicago. Thinking, I think, yeah, I kind of like it on the the odd four or five game slate because the, there's enough people to pick from that most people are going to be off of Lee Win. Mm-hmm. On a two game slate, they might still be on him, so it's tough. Um, no thanks. The other the other note in this one is Charlie Davies' revenge game. If he starts, I'm all <laughs> over that. Uh I mean, the guy just had cancer, and then you trade him. I think he probably wanted to be traded. I was I, just about to say. I think he yeah. wanted. I think this is the exact opposite of a revenge game for Charlie Davies. I still think he wants to score really bad. Okay, all right. You can but start I, him all you I, want. I don't think he'll start. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the nine o'clock games. Let's talk about Dallas uh, Sporting KC first, because. Uh, Dallas just went 120 minutes on Wednesday night in a U.S. Open Cup match against the Galaxy. Against Los Dos. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Basically. So what are the chances Mauro Diaz starts? <laughs> we were joking about this on uh, in our direct messages. Yes. I, I guess it's – I want to put it at like uh, 70%. Like oh, wow. being in total seriousness, he's when he's healthy, they play him. Yep, we should note they were off last week too, so he doesn't have three games in ten in eight days happening. And he he did play three games in eight days right before that and survived. <laughs> and Castillo's not there, so like if you want your team to be competitive, you have to throw out Diaz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Skyler, what do you think? Seventy percent. You sounded like you were surprised at seventy percent. Well, I was surprised JD gave him seventy percent. That was kind of what I was thinking. I thought I figured JD would be more closer to sixty, um, but I think that's about right. I think everything you uh, pointed noted on there, just with uh, him having a little bit of rest comparatively, um, yeah, I think he probably gets a start. But here's the the real question, and I forgive me for stealing your host role, Andrew, but uh, Mauro Diaz ten thousand three hundred. Jimmy Madronda, 5,700. Talk about a bargain. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe anybody would pay that for Mauro Diaz after 120 minutes. Even if he starts, I just can't see him playing another 90 days later. Um, for what it's worth, Roger Espinoza is not playing yep. in Kansas City's midfield. Mustavar's um, out, too. Yes, that's what I was thinking as well. So that could be a something to take advantage of. If you can like pair Mario Diaz with a, a cheap winger or forward that that starts, I don't want to say unexpectedly, but if like Tesho gets in there or shouldn't he get in there? I would think so. Yeah. Or Lizarazzo or whatever. Uh, Timo Pitter is a guy they've been wanting to get in, and he sounds like a, a promising winger. So all the, those guys are like 3,100, 3,000. Juan Esteban Ortiz, 3,000. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Oscar Pereja does. What do you think uh, about sp- the sporting side playing a tired Dallas team? Uh, I just don't like sporting this year. 
I guess it's if Zeusy's back in, that's some good value there. It sounds like uh, he's going to start. Right, and well, I guess Rubio is not going to. I Dom Dwyer just refuses to go to Greece. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's tough. Uh, Kansas City is always a team that I. I don't think I. Maybe I do play them right because I fade them almost all the time, and I. <laughs> I can't remember ever getting burned by it in recent memory, but I'm just not keen on them at all. If Zeusy starts and he's pretty high on my radar as that second forward, just because of his price and his ability to rack up the the uh, stats across the board, so I, I would totally probably agree. yeah. If he starts and he's in, um, I like Madronda, man. I just I can't play, pay 5,700 for him on this slate it just he's he's rested too he's coming off suspension yep. so yeah uh, that's he's not probably... a, he's been within that price within a thousand of that price since we've started hyping him come <laughs> on <laughs> when, when he hit five thousand that was about what i felt like he was worth and now it's just it's almost a thousand more than that i can't do it mm-hmm. um, but I, th- I do think he's gonna i think he's maybe double digits like lock for double digits this game if you just want 10 points if you want to pay 5700 bucks for 10 points i think madron is your guy maybe has the upside to do more than that but i'm pegging him at about 10 points yeah news flash for our listeners who are not good at math paying 5700 for 10 points is not good <laughs> you need points though you do need points uh there's just many better ways to get them, and that has been my argument all along. Uh, is anybody interested in a $3,300 Alec Khan? Or is it Can? I don't even know. I have no idea, and the, my answer is no. Uh, is he definitely going to start again? I guess. Is M- Malia's Malia's still a, out? Yes, he's out. Okay. Uh-huh. You can also pay $3,200, 100 bucks less for Evan Bush. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I don't know. Dallas uh, Dallas is a tricky team, especially not knowing how they're going to line up. So mm-hmm. Their attack looked uh, looked good last night against L.A., but I watched the game and I felt like they, you know, I felt like they definitely could have been a lot better um, against the, the group that L.A. rolled out. So, yeah, I mean, Alan Gordon started as the lone forward, and they almost lost to that team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't score in regulation, so um, yeah, I could I could see Con being uh, if you really need to squeeze your budget, I could see Con being a play. Mm-hmm. I think if you're squeezing that much, I'd rather just have Evan Bush for a hundred bucks less. Or if you're playing the Friday slate, David Bingham's thirty six hundred. So he's in there. Tim Howard's 3,400 against the Galaxy. Yeah, I noticed that Howard one, too. That one looked interesting. Um, All right, let's talk about the other 9 o'clock Eastern game. Houston hosting Toronto. As we said earlier, Sebastian Javinko, 14,500. I can't figure out what the price is where he's unplayable. (laughs) But but 14,500 is not it. No, mind. it's not it. He's still very playable. <laughs> the The biggest thing that's upsetting me right now is that Mark Bloom's price has gone up to twenty seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Off his two assists in three games, uh, hot streak here. <laughs> uh, he was twenty seven last week. 
Oh, okay. He's good. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I'm. This is devastating, though. I remember <laughs> the good old days when he was 2,000, mm-hmm. and they switched the rosters. So then it was 2,500 was the minimum. And now if you want a min-price defender, we have to name it something else. Yeah. Yep. I'm t- I, can't, I don't even see who, who it would be. Uh, I feel like Aaron Gian has the uh, FMLS notoriety for being so there, cheap. But <laughs> There's a guy um, for Vancouver called Sem DeWitt, which sounds interesting. I like there's, Charlie. Oh, no, he's 2,600. Excuse me. Nick Beasler. There you go. Uh, Jordan McCrary was a first, like a top of the first round draft pick for New England. Yeah, I don't know. I can't even pronounce the last guy's name. Well, Alfonso Davies is 2,500, and he got in again last week and looked really good. Like, he's yeah, I was a, looking for him. Yeah, he's a spark he plug. He's not a defender, which is also a bonus. Um, but when he comes onto the field, he runs more than, like, half the Vancouver team combined. <laughs> Let's see him and Barnes start. There you go. Together. It'd be a fun pairing. Alfonso Davies also could, like, be my son. He's that young. <laughs> He's that young. <laughs> Which means really young. Um, <laughs> so, Javinko at 14.5. I'm going to say the the cap out is like 17,000. Holy cow. I think it's 16.5. You'd still consider him. It depends, like, what slate it is. If you can find midfielders that are like 4,000 or something, then yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you could play if... five Gonzalo Verones at 39. <laughs> <laughs> And Javinka. But anyway, who uh who's the next best guy in this game? How about Toussaint Ricketts? It sounds like Josie might get it get that job. Toussaint Ricketts has been a beast. Yeah, he has been good. <clears throat> but Josie's got goals in back to back. I mean he he realistically Josie should get that job. It's just he's perennially a disappointment. Hmm. I don't know. And then like pick your choice of the four to five thousand dollar midfielders. <laughs> for Toronto. Would you retake any of those guys like over Maidana or Boniac Garcia? Boniac, oh, yeah. Uh, Boniac's 4,900. Yeah. For the value, I would take the Toronto guys over them. Really? I mean, Boniac Garcia, when's the last time he got above 10 points? Uh, June 26th. Have and any of the been... Toronto guys gotten over 10 this season? I think so. Marco Delgado and I think Jay Chapman's had a pretty good run of games here. Okay. Delgado had a 10-point game a month later than Boniac Garcia, and he doesn't <laughs> play as much. Yeah. Hmm. Not that I'm saying you have to pick a midfielder from this game. It's actually pretty ugly fantasy-wise other than yeah. Javinko, but For whatever reason, if you're like stuck in a price range and you went the whole way till 9 o'clock and couldn't fill it, I don't know. <laughs> Right. Jay Chapman got 10 points on the 31st of July. Oh, two games ago. All right. Uh, I just saved the 500 and go Banyak Garcia. He's been a little bit more involved with uh, Houston's attack. I think he's taken some more set pieces and stuff. He's, yeah, he's so not hot hitting... and cold. Yeah. He is, but if you really need need a guy in that price range, that would be it for me other than – and he's at home, so over the Toronto guys and that – that gives me a bump. I'm I'm actually a little hesitant on Giovinco. Whoa, <laughs> oh, guys. I'm, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. I mean, he's matchup proof, yes. But you look at Houston's game log recently. They've only allowed. I don't even think they've allowed more than a goal since you know over a month. 
Um, probably like a string of eight or nine games that they've only allowed, you know, one goal or kept a clean sheet. And I know it's Giovinco, but I don't know. It's just something is making me pump the brakes a little bit on this one. Like maybe everybody's, which everybody already is, but everybody's going to be on them. Houston has not been terrible in the back. So I don't know. There's, I'm thinking there's, twice on it. There's plenty of people that haven't been playing Javinko lately. Like his ownership levels just between fifty and sixty percent. Yeah. Uh, well, I I'd probably still play him. I'm just I'm not I don't think we'll see a, another fifty pointer from him, but he's I mean, just his form is unbelievable. That's all I'm gonna say. I I don't wanna persuade you to use him so I can win some money this weekend. <laughs> no, it'll be a hard fade for me. I'm just saying that it, it's it's a trickier matchup than it looks, I think. Yeah, and for the record, I mean, I do think Bonnie Garcia will get more points than these Toronto uh, Jokers underneath him in the midfield. But uh, Bonnie Garcia is a guy I see people using all the time in cash, and it boggles my mind. Any other players that boggle your mind that you see in cash at all? <laughs> Don't answer uh, that. <laughs> Madronda? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I, I wasn't expecting that name, actually. But yeah, He's been in cash some lately, but... Who- Wait, who do you think I was going to say? Harry Ship. Oh, yes. Harry Ship is a guy that I've seen in cash, and I don't understand that one either. Let's he move. has like one goal since most of our listeners have begun following MLS. <laughs> um, in fairness, you did write an article once that was headlined by Harry Ship. Yeah, I think that might have been one of my first ever yeah. Roto-Wire articles. I think it was. I think it was. All right, last game of the night, Galaxy hosting the Rapids. Um so the Galaxy played Wednesday night, or some of them did. Is there any concern at all about the other guys? I mean, obviously, like, is this a very one-sided match, or do you guys think that Colorado puts up a fight? I think it's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be be a good, good Western Conference battle. So, should be a it good, was, good gritty battle. Yeah, it was. I it was really hard when I was ranking players from Colorado this week because I, as a whole, I I respect their ability to compete against Los Angeles, but for individual players, it was tough. I think Gashi is a guy that, that was ranked uh, right around where I usually rank him, and none of the other Colorado guys like jumped out at me. We're jumping back on the Marlon Harrison train. <laughs> uh, I did win some money with him last week. I know, week. I know. How yeah, did I just you... realize Gashi jumped, sorry to interrupt there, but Gashi jumped a good... Good yeah. chunk, almost a thousand bucks on DraftKings. Yep. I mean, he has well, been playing I, well, but that's, that's that's tough to muster. Yeah, that's uh, that's too much in this game for me. That's for sure. But I mean, eight shots, nine crosses. That's exactly what you want. Yeah, and he's done that back to back games. I mean, six and eight, but he had the goal in the other. I mean, he's. Yeah, exactly. And they were both on the road. Yep. Well, wait a second. One says at Colorado, so that's it wasn't on the road. No, that's probably not right. It's uh, DraftKings did not switch him back from Albania yet. Mm. So everything's a road game? <laughs> oh, my God, it is. Yeah, everything's a road game except uh, Switzerland home. Mm. Right, even uh, though he's in France. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the Galaxy, I believe I – yeah, uh, Jeff Lorenowitz is suspended for this one. Not that he we were really considering him, although he had been fairly cheap. Uh, do the, any of the non-Robbie Keane guys interest you, like Zardis or Dos Santos? Really, those two. Gerard's kind of a higher floor 
low ceiling kind of guy. Yeah, Dos Santos has been looking good, but that's uh, just for all the other guys that I can buy. We were talking to Javinko, Villa, Drogba, um, Diego Valeri, Mauro Diaz, players like that. Yeah, it's going to make Dos Santos kind of tough to, to use. Yeah. Robbie Keane, is, he's a guy that, I mean, we were talking about all these forwards that you can use, if not Javinko, and we didn't mention him because uh, he's disappointed people lately. I think I've written him up twice in the last month, and he didn't score in either game, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been using him a lot, and he's he's been disappointing, but I I don't really see him any less than I did before. I still think he's a he's a great goal scorer, and they're gonna come. It just maybe maybe it kind of drugged me back to reality that Robbie Keane, like if you don't get a goal, you're hurting. So. Um, I don't know. He's the same player, but my expectations are more realistic now, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. And anybody on Colorado other than Gashi? Maybe a defender. Wow. I mean, if if you have the money, go for Mikhail Williams. Go for Mark Birch. They're, they're both good, and they get a, a solid handful of points every game. Mm-hmm. And we yeah, talked not... Tim Howard could be a good value. Yeah, I'm not off of uh, Harrison just yet either. It's a tough match for sure, but 3,700, the guy's got a lot of momentum going for him. Um, somebody looks at his game log, then they're probably going to be in their in his in their lineup. So we probably will see a little bit of a inflated ownership on Harrison if anybody is watching these game logs. Um, and for 3,700 bucks, and yeah, I mean he's he might be worth rolling out again just as a, a cheap punt player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Mancosu shot up to 6,100, why is Hairston still at 3,700? Yeah, I agree. Right, yeah, I was going to say uh, Mancosu, if you look at his, he's got you know a goal, an assist the game before, and then a goal before that. So I was thinking maybe there's some sort of metrics where three games on the score sheet bumps you up that much. But Yeah, but Hairston <laughs> has three goals and assists right. in his last four. Right. I mean, obviously I do think Mancosu should be priced above Marlon Hairston. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I don't understand how it works. <laughs> I honestly, they might uh, just kind of look to see who's talking about what, who we talk about, who Twitter's talking about, and adjust accordingly. Madronda certainly followed that pattern. For sure. He's still a midfielder, though. I wish he was a defender. I'm, I'd probably consider him more if he's a defender. Yeah, if you're listening, make Madronda a defender. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's go to the Sunday slate. It's two games. We have no um, contests out yet, so we'll just kind of wing it a little bit. It's Chicago hosting Orlando and then Seattle hosting RSL. JD, um, do you like Clint Dempsey this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess marginally, yeah. There's not too many other guys that I like am going to be jumping all over to pick on Sunday. So he's in the the realm of possibilities. <laughs> I mean, he had three goals in fourteen games, and then he had three goals in like forty two minutes. So give me a break. He's. <laughs> it was mostly just that you were so adamant, and I well, like, I, I feel like a lot of people will be on him, and I kind of feel like he's going to go now another fourteen games without three. I mean, now that they have Ladero, I think he's going to be a lot better in the the long run. But if you've had him in FMLS for the first 
half of the season, if you've had him for even three or four weeks, I guarantee you you're not in the top 100 and probably not the top couple hundred. He's just been that bad. Yeah, I'm interested to see where Lodero comes in this week with all the, you know, with the movement on Mancuso's price. Um, I mean, in my eyes, at, in midfield, Ladero should be the one of the top five highest-priced midfielders in DraftKings. Like, totally. Oh, I agree. Player. Yeah. But don't say that just yet. Come yeah, on, no. I'm trying to wait for the weekend. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He should be with John Goosens, not with yeah. uh, Gashi and... Hairston. Right. He should be with Hairston. That's right. Make, That's making right. more work for Andrew to go edit this piece out. <laughs> um, do you guys like the Orlando's players at all i feel like every time i want to go heavy on them they come up short but i mean at chicago seems like a pretty good time to unleash kyle laren and kaka yeah at chicago chicago again is another team coming off a midweek u.s open cup game they didn't look very good but they played it and (laughs) they're gonna have some tired legs so i like i like uh laren i like kaka a lot i like shay um those are probably the three guys that i'm i'm looking at on, on orlando and uh, I guess sure. Kevin Molino looks looks pretty doubtful, but if he's in that offense, I think just it hums so yeah. much better than when he's not in there. So, I mean, Haji Berry is not the a guy right now that's going to kind of bring it all together. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Kaká's probably going to be the number one guy for me on the slate. Um, him and Ladero. And that's going to be pick your forward. There's uh, four good sets of forwards here, so, and four fairly bad defenses. I think probably definitely four of the bottom half defensive teams in the league. So, yeah, it's going to be just get the forwards right, which is tough on a two-game slate. That pretty much makes uh, the GPPs a dice roll. Can you uh, just go into a little detail on your thoughts of ranking Breck Shea as the number one defender for this week? Yeah, he's going to be playing on the attacking wing, I imagine, and he's playing a tired Chicago team. So uh, that's just that's my thinking. When I rank for defenders, and keep in mind we're now ranking for FMLS. Um, Although Shea's a defender on DraftKings, so that should apply, right? Yeah, no, that's true as well. But when I'm thinking about the rankings here, it's just, yeah, I can get a center back that's going to get a couple bonus points. But if I'm thinking who's going to get the top score, then I I tend to go maybe one of the best fullbacks. So I have Shea, Ayongo right behind him, Taylor Kemp. And then I start just kind of hammering the center backs in my rankings. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it all depends. If you want a, a high floor consistently over multiple weeks, and we did rankings for like a whole month, then I'd go with the center back. But if if we're just breaking it down week by week, I think Shea, Shea's ceiling is high enough that it kind of boosts him up there for a, a one-week stretch against a bad and tired team. Right. Yeah, well said. I was I was somewhat questioning that too in a season-long format, but that makes sense. All that makes sense. So it, Yeah, it depends what you're looking for. I mean, if uh, yeah, if we're gonna break it down over the whole season, then I'm gonna rank all center backs. But that's, I don't think useful if you're looking at our rankings for for one week. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. That's the whole slate, which means it's time for some rap battles. <laughs> uh oh. Um, JD, I don't even know who yours is about this week. 
It's about money, Madranda. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I don't even have a comeback. Uh, all well, I, I mean, can I picture is it. It's not really mind. a battle. It's just I have I have a. Uh, yeah, not at all, actually. I lost with Luis Pacheco, mm-hmm. and I needed to write three poems. And I don't think he's going to be disappointed that one of these is a more of a rap. No, not at all. I think uh, I'm sure we're all very excited, actually. Yeah, and Skyler lost a, a bet with me, and he had to do something for R- Christian Roldan. Right. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll own up to that. I'm, you know, man of my word here. So, yo, yo. Yo, a few weeks ago, I touted Christian Roldan, stopped just short of calling him the man, and JD challenged me with Jack Harrison, <laughs> who easily outscored Roldan. There was really no comparison. At the end of the day, JD, you got me. It was embarrassing. That was well Boom. Done. Mic was drop. Well yeah, right. <laughs> Man. Like oh, I man. said, sorry to disappoint. I really did not. There was no disappointment in there. Prep for this, so I don't even know if I can follow that. <laughs> Come on, I thought you got a beat and everything. All right, uh, yeah. Whenever you guys are ready, I think I I'm good to go here. Oh, we're ready. All right. Money is Madranda, Madranda is money. If you're not playing him, I'm gonna look at you funny. He's got a high floor, he'll never let you down. If you don't have Madranda, you're a grade A clown. Don't care where he plays. Fullback listed at mid? Didn't pick him for your lineup, you're gonna wish that you did. Naysayers post-match, all doom and gloom. Jimmy's favoriting tweets in the locker room. You for serious, Jim? Got anything better to do than search around on Twitter for people talking about you? They say your ceiling is high, that I'm still playing a fool. You're so gosh darn consistent, you make Jordan Cooper drool. You've got him photoshopping and making memes. A lineup full of Madrondas is one of Blenderhead's dreams. You may have them all fooled, including Peter Vermees. But I won't be playing you. Money Madronda, please. Oh. <laughs> oh DJ JD. That was incredible. That was Thank just you. incredible. That might have been that, the highest point cool. of this entire podcast in the history of this podcast. I hope yeah. it, it came across well as it felt. Yeah, I'd say you, you uh, were the Eminem of that rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was fantastic. I, uh, this is one of the best things we've ever done on this uh, podcast. Guys, podcast. Uh, iTunes, J.D. Bazo, check it out. Nine <laughs> But, uh, but when does the album drop? Uh, <laughs> hopefully never. <laughs> but uh, shout out to this website I used uh, since I stole their beat. Uh, it's called createraps.com. Uh, if you really liked that one, this one's called Come On. But they just have a apparently a ton of really terrible uh, beats you can rap over. It took me quite some time to find an acceptable one for, uh, for my Money Madronda song. How did you even find the website? Well, I was just searching because I, I, you know, I was supposed to write a poem and I'm like, this one sounds like it's going to be much better as a rap. Money Madronda just kind of sounds like it lends itself to a rap. Mm. So I kind of searched rap beats. I didn't find anything acceptable. 
so I, did, I had to dig a little bit, and this website turned up. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to get the podcast in any kind of podcast in any kind of legal troubles. That I, was important. That track was so hot, I don't think anybody could complain. <laughs> yeah, if you get fired, then at least you've got a rap career ahead of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You made a name for yourself. That's right. What's the uh what's the last one on? Or who's the last one on? Uh Will Bruin. Oh. That'll be good. That'll be good. I I don't know what what way I'm going with it yet, but we'll uh, it remains to be seen. Well, we can be very <clears throat> we can uh, wait on the edge of our seats for that one because <laughs> the first two have been fantastic. Skylar, don't sell yourself short. That one was very good as well. Um, Just making my comeback, y'all. That's right. Uh, guys, thank you for all of that. Thanks for the uh, fantasy soccer advice. If anybody skipped ahead, you can now go back and lis- listen to what we actually think about this weekend. Guys, good luck this weekend. Good luck, guys. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. Oh. See? It's soft. Smooth ends. No flyaways. Shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon. Only from John Frieda. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.